Come and see. Jesus is not here. The tomb is empty. Come and see. Jesus is risen. Come, all you who are weary and sad. Let's celebrate because Christ is here. He is risen. Come and see. Jesus is here. Welcome to our time together this Easter day. You are very welcome. We're glad that you've joined us from wherever you find yourselves today. Today, I'm joined in worship by Alan Stewart. So let's listen as he reads the story of the resurrection. Reading from John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the entrance. She went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Then Peter and the other disciple went to the tomb. The two of them were running but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and saw the linen wrappings but he did not go in. Behind him came Simon Peter, and he went straight into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth which had been round Jesus' head. It was not lying with the linen wrappings, but it was rolled up by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in. He saw and believed. They still did not understand the scripture which said that he must rise from death. Then the disciples went back home. Mary stood crying outside the tomb. While she was still crying, she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels there, dressed in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. Woman, why are you crying? they asked her. She answered, They have taken my Lord away, and I do not know where they have put him. Then she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who is it that you are looking for? She thought he was the gardener, so she said to him, If you took him away, sir, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned round towards him and said in Hebrew, Rabboni. Do not hold on to me, Jesus told her, because I have not yet gone back up to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am returning to him who is my father and their father, my God and their God. So Mary Magdalene went and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and related to them what he had told her. It was still dark. The day had not yet dawned when Mary headed toward the garden. She didn't even have a plan. Simon and Nicodemus had taken Jesus on Friday and hurriedly placed him in a nearby tomb before the Passover had begun. The entrance had been blocked by a stone, and she couldn't move it by herself. It was dark. Nobody would be there. But she went anyway because, well, because where else would she be? She had nowhere else to go. Jesus had given her back her life. He'd rid her of the darkness that had suffocated her for so long. he brought such light into her life. Each day was like a gift from God, each moment a treasure. But Jesus was gone. They had taken him in the most horrific way, tortured and nailed to a cross on a garbage dump. The colour had seeped from the sky 
In the middle of the day, everything had gone black as if the sun itself had hidden from the moment. And it was dark. Stumbling towards the tomb, Mary saw that the stone was gone. Her worst fears had been realised. They had taken his body. They couldn't even leave him in peace and death. She ran back to get Peter and John. They've taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they've put him. The two men looked in. and They saw the grave clothes lying as though Jesus' body had simply vanished. He was gone. There was nothing more that they could do, so they returned to the house. And it was dark. It always is before the dawn. But the first light of day was creeping into the sky. Grey at first. Just a little less dark. As almost imperceptibly the shadows appeared. Mary could wait no longer. She summoned the will to look inside the tomb. She had to see for herself. To confirm that this nightmare was still happening. Through her tears, she saw not just linen, but angels. Two of them. One at the head and one at the feet, sitting where Jesus should have been. Women, why are you crying? What a stupid question. Why do you think? Where have you been? Do you not know about what has happened? And now Jesus is gone. They've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. My Lord. It's Mary's statement of faith. Jesus is my Lord. The silence of night time is interrupted. The golden rays of the morning sun have begun to creep through the garden. The birds are waking and joining in their dawn chorus. The insects are busying about the blossoms collecting nectar. The world is waking up. And as she turns away from the tomb, she sees a man. The gardener probably, who else could it be at this hour? Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? If you took him away, sir, please tell me where they've put him and I'll go and get him. Jesus' two questions to Mary are the questions right at the heart of the gospel. Why are you crying? It seems like such an obvious question, one based in a gentle concern, but it's much more than that. In John's gospel, Jesus spends a long time talking about what's to happen. He talks about his death. He talks about how bad it will be. And he talks about what will happen after that. Mary heard all of this along with the other disciples, all those closest to Jesus, but they didn't understand. They just couldn't imagine how it could be true. Even when Jesus had called Lazarus out of the grave, it seemed unreal. Healing people, freeing them from darkness, that's one thing, but bringing someone back to life, that's something else entirely. Besides, it was God who did it. Jesus was clear about that. But then Friday had happened. Jesus had screamed from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If even he thought that God had given up on him, then why would anyone else believe that anything other than desolation was possible now? 
Mary was weeping, weeping for all that she'd lost. How could that new life that she'd been given continue now? It was all about Jesus and he was gone. She had nothing left, not even a body to weep over. Who is it you're looking for? The gardener asked the most basic of questions. Doesn't he know what's happened? Well, perhaps not. It's been the Passover, so he won't have been at work. But that's not really the question he's asking. All along, John's Gospel poses this same question. Who is it that you are looking for? It's a question about the identity of Jesus. John's Gospel gives us seven signs, seven pointers to who Jesus is, each one building up our understanding not only of who he is, the Messiah, the Son of God, but also what that means for all of us. This is Jesus, who turned water into wine, the best wine, enough for all. This is Jesus who heals the royal official son without even seeing the boy. This is Jesus who asked the paralysed man on the Sabbath, what do you want? And gives him the healing he asks for. This is Jesus who feeds 5,000 people with just a few loaves and a couple of fish and there's 12 baskets left over. This is Jesus who comes walking on the water passing by the disciples in the middle of a storm. This is Jesus, who gives sight to the man born blind, showing that sin was not the cause of his sightlessness. This is Jesus, who raised Lazarus from the dead. Who is it you're looking for? I wonder, is that who we expected to meet here this Easter morning? I wonder, are we still unsure? Like, like Mary, still not quite convinced that all of this can be real, that all of it is true. And with a single word, light flooded back in. With just one word, the darkness was forever banished. With just one word, all that Mary could have wished for was confirmed. Mary. It's him. It is Jesus. He's alive. They are walking in the garden just like God had done in the Garden of Eden. Jesus is alive. My friends, resurrection is real. The promise of the gospel is true. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never overcome it. Jesus is alive and calls each of us by name. And we need never be afraid again. Love has won. Death is defeated. Christ is risen.
Living God, out of the darkness of death and human cruelty, comes life everlasting. Jesus' tomb lays empty. His friends wonder and worry, doubt and rejoice. The light is in the world, now and forever. And in this light, we bring to you our prayers for others and ourselves. As we gather today, one in the long line of Christian communities celebrating Easter in troubling times in our lives and in our world, some of us are happy. Some of us are sad, some of us are struggling, and some of us are thriving. We pray for ourselves that your love will be our strength and our shield, that we will walk always with Jesus in our hearts, on our minds and on our lips. On this day of celebration, we bring to you prayers for all those in pain, all those lost, all those struggling in a world of inequality. Help them to be bound up in your care, to know your presence, in this world and in their lives and help each of us to offer support in every way we can to all those in need. On this day of rejoicing, as we look back to the resurrection and forward to your promised kingdom, 
where peace will reign. We bring to you prayers for all those impacted by war and violence all over the world and here at home. Bring peace to the lives of all peoples. Bring justice to the broken-hearted and devastated. Bring reason to the unreasonable. And bring wisdom to all those with the power to create change. On this day of wonder, this Easter day, we bring to you prayers for your church. Help us to remember why we join together in the midst of our singing and speaking, our activities and our outreach, our hopes and dreams. For an uncertain future, help us to remember that we come together in your name to worship you and give you thanks. This day and all days, we pray in the words that you have taught us, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Send us out with good news this Easter morning. Good news for those who are hungry and thirsty. Good news for those who are sick and sad. Good news for our family, our friends and our neighbours. Send us out this Easter day with good news for the world. Thank you.